Hi everyone, I'm Pete Portal and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Unsuccessful Podcast. This episode's a little different from what other episodes will be like because this episode's part of a series with three of my close friends where we explore what true success looks like. So let's get into it. Do you ever struggle with the thought of going through life unnoticed? Me too. The desire for obscurity doesn't come naturally to me. The desire for relevance, though, does. Proving my usefulness to a world demanding I justify my existence through successful endeavors. American actor and writer Carrie Fisher is probably best known for playing Princess Leia in the original Star Wars films. But later on in life, she said that celebrity is just obscurity biding its time. She recognized that however hard she tried to maintain relevancy and influence, at some point, she would likely be forgotten. This will happen to each of us. The first name God is ever given in scripture is in Genesis 16, 13, and it's El Roy, the God who sees. He's called this by Hagar. As Abraham's slave, Hagar would have been used to being unseen or overlooked. So it's meaningful to read, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. I think Hagar's statement illustrates a universal truth. The greatest desire we can have is to be truly seen by our Creator. This longing to be seen is embedded in all of us. I was taught this by my daughter, Simtandile, whose name means beloved. Nobody taught her the game peekaboo, but at about 12 months old, she instinctively began to crouch behind the arm of the sofa and then in fits of giggles pop up in front of us. We caught on and began to do the same, and this was just too much for her, and she'd often collapse in peals of laughter. And at the heart of the interaction is a feeling of delight in being looked for and being seen. Simi squealed in utter joy when her eyes connected with mine and I let out a high-pitched peekaboo. She felt safe and seen. Deep down, we all want to be seen. The trick is that we often settle for the lesser version, for relevance, being recognized and admired by others. But the better, more satisfying version of being seen comes from relationship, from true, intimate relationship. Catholic priest and author Henry Nouwen highlighted the distinction. Looking back at 25 years as a successful Harvard academic, he wrote this. Everyone was saying that I was doing really well, but something inside was telling me that my success was putting my own soul in danger. When we choose to seek professional success above friendship with God and people, we are putting our own souls in danger. This can also happen in the church. The more people in our church, the more successful we are and the more relevant we feel. This mindset tends to view mission in economic terms where evangelism is a kind of sales pitch to a target audience and it risks creating spiritual consumers. There's an opportunity for mutual transformation that we miss if we think solely along the lines of you have all the need, I have all the answers. In the words of activist Lilla Watson, if you've come here to help me, you're wasting your time. 
But if you've come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let's work together. How do we do that? How do we reject the allure of relevance, reject the idea that we're better than others, and instead humbly seek relationship? How do we give others the incredible gift that God gives us, the gift that Hagar celebrated, the gift of being truly seen? The answer is friendship with God, recognizing our belovedness. And that kicks off a cycle that goes like this. First, I draw near to Jesus in friendship. Being truly seen by Jesus helps me see others. And seeing others leads to friendship with them. And those human friendships bring both liberation and joy and pain and complexity. And these emotions cause me to draw back to Jesus in dependency and friendship. And the cycle repeats. Yes, relevance to the masses is appealing. The world tells us that being known, being recognized by many makes us successful. But that kind of relevance is fleeting and as Henry Nouwen pointed out, dangerous. Instead, God defines success differently. He offers us and in turn asks us to offer others a more satisfying way of being known. His version of success delivers relevance in the only way that really matters life-giving friendship. So chapter two is relationship over relevance. And the subtitle to that is friendship with God and people. So looking at our belovedness to God and how that helps us see and be friends to others. Now, obviously, anyone can be friends with anyone. You don't need to know God to have, to have friends. But the way God sees us in um, specifically the story with Hagar, and she, she calls him Elroy, the God who sees. How have you felt or experienced God see you? I think um, for me, it's been a journey just being able to journey with God and realize that at a certain point, when you're ready, He deals with the things in your life that are holding you back. Um, and as you step into more of that relationship with Him, you kind of are more accepting of the work that He wants to do in your life. And so I think what's amazing is that it's getting to the point of, of realizing he's not, he's not trying to make you better for him because he loves you so incredibly unconditionally. The idea that he created me so he would want me to be more of myself, um, particularly as women. You know, you're too emotional or you're too much or you're too this or just kind of being able to get to a point in relationship with God where you realize that he, he's the one who created all of those things. Yeah, for me, that's been the journey of just being, learning him, learning me, and being more available to people around me. That's a really interesting one, because that's a journey that's going on inside, right? How do you say that to you? I mean, if God sees me, what does he see? because I wasn't comfortable with the image I was seeing when I, when I look into the mirror. Um, and so um, it started there. I think, you know, I think there, there are things that women would battle with, but 
in my cultural upbringing, there are things that I think males battle with, and the mirror in a man or a male is not something that is that is um, common or that's acceptable. So uh, it wasn't until um, reading through scripture and realizing there's so much of, in order to show up to the world, we need to have shown up to ourselves. So love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so for me, it was, okay, how do I learn to love myself? I, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't get past that question until I could deal with you know, God loves me and therefore he sees me. And then that begins the journey then of, okay, um, how do I become more like him? And how do I, um, which is the journey of discipleship, right? Um, of, of following Jesus and becoming more like, being formed in his image, becoming more like him. I had to be okay with, with, with who I am, with who he sees and be honest, um, almost like standing in the mirror and being honest with, because you can't change the image that's there. Sounds like you guys saying it's, starting on the inside and then once you are comfortable with that then it goes out and out and out because once you get to love yourself you will be able to know how to love the person next to you and how to go into deeper relationship and then how to actually love God in that same way. I think I just realized how much grace God has for me. Um, and I'm using the word grace and not in a kind of uh, theological fashion, just like how, how much room and space God gives me to be myself. And once you come to terms with, then, then you're like, oh, wow. So what, did, what would it look like for me to give room and space to another? So it's, it's being that non-anxious presence in a world that is again, trying to push us either into boxes or define us in certain ways. What does it look like for us to see people that the world maybe doesn't see as a church? I think also key is to just remember it is a journey, that it, it takes a while and it's not something that can just be programmed. And, um, you know, when you do, when you are part of a big church, there are a lot of programs, I'm part of a big church, there are a lot of programs that can sort of take you along the journey. But the, the essence has to be based on relationship so that each individual is moving along that journey with care and love and grace. I just really believe that anything God does, A, he does through people, and B, he does through relationships. Yeah. I also think that um, obedience is key. Um, what I mean by that is um, you only see what you're willing to see, right? So when you are obedient to what you are called to see or to what God wants you to see, then it's like your eyes open and you are discipling people better. For example, um, there was this girl, I didn't know her at all, but I felt that God just said, that one, I want you to walk around with her. And I'm like, but I don't know this girl, why? <laughs> and then because I was obedient, I went over to the girl begrudgingly, and I said, hi, who, how are you, who are you? And we started a friendship from there to the point where she came to live with us for a while because she, was in her home situations wasn't good. Um, we helped her through school for that year, and now she's 
loving by yourself. So yeah, they can come out beautiful things from just us being obedient to what you are called to see. So friendship with God helps us be seen and us being seen by God helps us see others. Should we pray? Lord, um, we are so thankful that um, you see us um, and you welcome us um, even as you see us the way that we are. And that, Lord God, um, makes us want to, to want to be present in, a, in the world in a way that makes a, a, a difference, Lord, a God difference. So help us, Lord, love others and see others um, the way that um, they need to be seen and that we may see them fully as you see us, Lord God, as well. Um, in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the Unsuccessful Podcast. If you want more, I dig into this topic in depth in my latest book, How to Be Unsuccessful. And if you found this conversation helpful or interesting, I'd love to know. Why don't you leave me a review? Or if you'd like to walk a closer journey with me and receive resources to help you navigate life as a follower of Jesus, sign up to receive my mailer at peteportal.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the unsuccessful podcast to catch the next episode until next time